0: Welcome to Coaching Culture, the podcast where we discuss how we can use sports and not let them use us. I'm J.P. Nurbin, the founder of Thrive On Challenge, and the mission for this podcast is to connect leaders in athletics to help us all create a transformational culture by building leadership and character. All right, welcome to episode nine of the podcast. Today, we're going to discuss the sixth commitment to make this season, which is to stop chasing talent and starting investing in grit. I think this can actually be said better as starting to value our values. And we've talked a lot about having core values as a coach and communicating those to the um, players and to the parents, to our other coaches. And I think that's really important. And I think we we can do that with handouts and posting quotes on the wall and putting something on the back of a t-shirt. But um, far more important than all that is what we do and, and how we act. And one of the ways I think that Uh, we tend to forget about is who we select for our team, whether that be in the recruitment process or in tryouts and also in who we play and who we play um, come game time and who makes makes the cut there. And I think that that says a lot more about what we value. A few years ago, I started to really reflect on that. And I started to realize the guys I would select for the varsity team were not... Uh, it was largely based on their talent and what I felt to perceive to be their potential, or their athletic ability and skill level at the time. And also, when it came time to game time and in, in a basketball game, I would often play the guys that were the most talented or who I thought gave us the best chance to win. I, I can appreciate how um, we would want to continue doing that. But my my qu- my question for the coaches today, and also for myself, is. Um, What type of message are we sending when that is the sole determining factor about who we play uh, in a game and who we select for our team or who we are recruiting? And it's very short-minded to just select the guys or or, or play the guys that are going to give us the best chance to win the next game. And um, it ignores a lot of the uh, research out there. And so I really started to... And one one of the big things there in research is this idea of the naturalness bias. And the naturalness bias uh, came from a lot of research, psychological research, showing that leaders in sports and business and, and in education believed they value strong workers over the naturally talented. They believe they value strong workers over the naturally talented. But when it actually came time to selecting people, um, selecting people, uh, in sports, or for academic awards, or for special classes, or for business, for promotions, or hiring, they favor the naturals, right? not the more ta- not the harder workers. So, um, the question is: How much does your naturalness bias impede your ability as as a coach, really, to uh, commit fully to the process and fully develop uh, your team? We've there's a lot of other research out there that really has come. Bottom line, to to show that that talent is overrated, effort counts twice, as Angela Duckworth says. Talent times effort equals skill. Skill times effort equals achievement. And we often just settle for who are the more naturally talented instead of believing in our ability as a coach and believing in the, uh, the character and the work ethic of those athletes that are probably a little grittier, that have a little better work ethic and are gonna and probably mentally tougher. And if we're able to, to find um, some players that are probably less talented uh, but have better work ethics and higher character and mentally tougher in the long haul we will be more successful. So I think you know we got to talk about recruitment or team selection. And the second part is playing time. And what I think the big question you've got to ask is what are you not willing to work with? And what are we willing to tolerate, right? So in the recruitment or selection, um, I think it would be really interesting to try doing a grit score test. And Angela Duckworth lays it out in uh, her book, Grit. Um, you could do a growth mindset test from uh, Carol Dweck's book, uh, Mindset. I think these these are actually better determiners of success than just your baseline evaluation that we often often do to evaluate players, which is typically just by by watching them play in the game, right? Uh, we get a much better idea of their work ethic, their ability to persevere, and to, to, to be successful. I think it would be really, really cool to try that, and I would be curious to know if any coaches have done that, if they've given a grit test. I know Anson Dorrance at North Carolina does give a grit test to incoming players but he tries to just try to, to measure that grit and see if it develops over time in the program. But are we, you know, like in a, in a, in a tryout or when we go watch uh, players to kind of recruit them, are we evaluating just their athletic ability? Or are we looking at the character things? And the really good coaches out there uh, the genos and the you know professionals—they don't just measure their athletic ability or their skill level. They look at the character stuff as well. They they really go into every aspect of their life. So um, go look at your recruitment chart. Um, go look at your depth chart or your 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 who do you think is going to be playing making the, the team this year? And you know really evaluate that. Is that mostly based on their their talent, uh, their natural ability, their skill level at the moment? Or do you really factor in uh, their grit score, their their, mind, their growth mindset, or their character, the things that you say you value the most in a player? Um, for me, I felt like I valued most hard work and treatment of others, you know respect for other people and, and being grateful. But when I looked at my, the way I was who I was playing and who I was picking for the team, it was definitely uh, not reflected in that decision. So, the other part is playing time. Um, you know, I think you, you can really kind of select your team, who's going to play, and football, basketball, soccer, lacrosse, whatever it is, even in the other sports um, like golf or um, tennis, I think you, you go with who's the most talented. All right, right off the bat, who's our most talented uh, skilled at this moment? Who's our best team? And I think that often and most of the time isn't your, and for a basketball standpoint, your, most five, your five most talented individuals. And or who's the most committed to the process or representative of what we value. And if you're a process coach, then you have to look beyond the result on that next game and you have to start uh, committing and playing the individuals that are most representative of uh, that commitment to the process. So who makes the cut speaks a lot louder than any speech we give. Who we recruit and who we play sends a really powerful message. And I think the bottom line is we have to actually be willing to lose. To lose some games potentially early on because we're so committed to the process. We're so committed to showing our players and also even the people in the outside world, the parents and fans, that we are willing to surrender the scoreboard because we value what we value, what we say we value. We We, we really... Uh, want to reinforce our core values. And when you do that, here's the thing. When you do that, right? I think two really great things can happen. I think first off, the kids that do represent your core values, the kids that are committed to the process, they're going to thrive. They're going to work harder. They're going to be more grateful. And and they're going to be more committed to whatever those core values are. And you will see incredible growth out of them and you will go a lot farther than you thought you could. The other part is that uh, the kids that struggle, all right, the the struggle with those core values, um, that that maybe struggle with that commitment to the process, that are just more naturally talented, um, we're gonna be calling them up, and they're gonna be motivated to start working harder, and they're gonna be more grateful, they're gonna treat others with respect, or whatever our core values uh, are that determine playing time, because um, playing time and making the team is probably the two uh, biggest things uh, for for athletes out there. They want to make the team and they want to play. So I think it's really important that we really evaluate who we're playing, who recruit, who we are recruiting, and who we are selecting uh, for our team. And does that match up with our values? And I think there has got to be a little bit more balance there. And I think we often side too much on the side of picking the people that are the most talented. All right, that's it for today. Share with me by Twitter or email how you think the naturalness bias will impact your coaching and leadership, and what are some ways in the recruitment process or player evaluation process to evaluate character and grit. Uh, We've been doing Thursday night Twitter chats at 8 p.m. Eastern, and we're gonna push that one back due to Thanksgiving to do it next week. But I really appreciate all the questions you've been sending me, and also the encouragement and support. Uh, We're at over a 1,000 listens which is great, but what is even more meaningful to me is the positive influence the podcast has had on so many coaches in so many different sports. So thank you again for all the support and uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving.